Stress is an ugly thing. It's something that we don't need in our lives, especially when the Lord is our caretaker. If we'll simply bring our cares to Him, then other things will line up in our lives. And uh, in my heart, I just sense that you maybe have been carrying a lot of stress. It's kind of affected the back of your head, brought a lot of headaches into your life. So every head bowed and every eye closed. Who, who is that person or the pers- that person's? Raise your hand. All right. All right. All right. In the name of Jesus. 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 Let's all lift up our hands right now. And let's stay in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm sure glad to be out of that heat. We did a wedding outside yesterday in Dublin. It was 112 degrees. And of course, PT and Kimberly were there. Pastor Nancy. Wow. It was hot. And uh, I think probably by the time everybody got in and the time the uh, message is over, it was about a three hours. No, it was, it was about it's about 25 minutes. Um, the actual vow part was just 15 minutes. But wow, I'm thank God for the grace of God. And uh, so you're recovering from the effects of heat. And we're just believing God for a great week, right? Yeah. Amen. What do you say we get the month of September started off real good with a great offering? Amen. You know, the scripture talks about bringing the tithes into your storehouse. And this is a good storehouse. That there may be food in the house. Amen. And then he says, you know, I'll open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that there should be hardly enough room to receive. I look at those windows of heaven as opportunities. How many of you have been afforded a golden opportunity in the last 30 days? Some good things have been happening, right? We talked about opportunities and seizing God-given opportunities here in the past month. All we've got to do is stop and look and listen to the Holy Spirit. He'll lead us and guide us into all the truth. Amen? Lord, we thank you that your love has lifted us. We worship you this morning. We look to you now to speak to us through your word and by your spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would give utterance today. We set ourselves in agreement. In the name of Jesus, for your word to go forth unhindered by any satanic force. Your word to go forth unhindered and completely free from any unreasonable men. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Well, we're in our third part of our series on Jesus is. The first week we talked about Jesus is our shepherd. Last week we talked about Jesus is our righteousness. And I want to spend some time before we receive communion today talking about Jesus is the name above every name. So let's open our Bibles this morning to Philippians, the second chapter. And notice with me in verse 9 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him. Amen. And given him a name which is above every name. Now, instead of a name, literally, it's the name. It's the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Now, instead of things, it's beans. Not like navy beans or black beans. (laughs) 
but beings, B-E-I-N-G-S, of beings in heaven. Thank God the name of Jesus is above all angelic names. And beings in the earth. The name of Jesus is above every name that was ever named in this earth. Above all politicians' names. Thank God above Hitler's name. Above Stalin's name. Above Mussolini's name. Come on, somebody. The name, above every name, of beings in heaven and beings in earth. Now notice this. And beings under the earth. Under the earth. And that every tongue should confess. Glory to God. And that every tongue should confess. Even those that don't want to, sooner or later, they're going to have to bow their knee to the name above every name, to the matchless Son of the living God, and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh, hallelujah. And so it becomes our job then to let people know just how good Jesus is. The world does not need to hear that he's upset and mad at them. The world needs to hear a message of love, a message of forgiveness, and a message of grace. What the world needs to hear is that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For there is none other name given among men under heaven whereby men and women must be saved. There's salvation in the name. There's freedom in the name. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. And so as his ambassadors, as his witnesses, we can go preach the good news in the name of Jesus. And the good news is this. God is not mad at the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Come on somebody. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. The good news is that God loves people and the name of Jesus in your lips and the word of God in your lips will penetrate darkness and lift people out of the pits of hell and cause them to be born of God. The name above every name, highly exalted, over and above, lifted up. Strong's Concordance says this, this phrase suggests an exaltation to the highest position and of elevation above all others. Hallelujah. In every area, in every realm of life. And of course, the Apostle Paul spoke a lot about the name of Jesus. He is the one that wrote these words in Philippians 2, 9 through 11. The Apostle Paul had the churches in his heart. You know, Paul saw some things that he wanted other people to see. Have you ever been there in your life? Where you've you've just known some things that you just wish everyone would know? Or or, or you've seen something in the scriptures that you just, oh man, you'd just like for Uncle Joe to see that? Or Aunt Sue to see it? Or your boss to see it? You know, that's the life of God on the inside of you, wanting the best for other people. And the Apostle Paul, he was so full of the Holy Spirit. I mean, he was full of the Word, but he was so full of the Holy Spirit. 
And when you're full of the Spirit, you're full of love. And when you're full of love, you want the best for every person. When you're full of the love of God, you want other people to hear what you've heard, to see what you've seen, and to experience what you've experienced. Amen? And so Paul, he really had the churches in his heart. He had the church of Philippi in his heart, the church at Colossae in his heart, the church at Thessalonica in his heart, and all these churches, the, the, the church at Rome. And so Ephesians was a tremendous church of that day. It was a church where great revelation was brought forth. I want to show you some things over in Ephesians chapter 1, if you would. And I want to begin in verse 15. Ephesians, the first chapter, the 15th verse. Wherefore, Paul says, again, he's writing the church at Ephesus. But what, what belongs to the church at Ephesus belongs to the church in the Bay Area. Wherefore, also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Don't you know that made Paul happy? It, make a, it makes a pastor's heart happy when he hears of people's faith and people's love. And so in verse 16, he said, I cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. Notice he didn't say, making mention of you in my prayer. Paul was not one and done in praying for the church at Ephesus. We should not be one and done in praying for one another. We should be praying without ceasing for one another. Praying without ceasing for our nation. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Amen. So this is plural. And we should be doing this for ourselves and doing this for one another. Now notice what he prayed. He prayed that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. I thank God he said he's the Father of glory, not the Father of doom. He's the Father of glory, not the Father of destruction. Hallelujah. He's the father of glory. Amen. The father of glory. The father of glory may give unto you. In other words, Paul, I believe, had already experienced this. Paul had revelation of what Christ has done and what Christ is doing now seated at the right hand of the father. Paul had revelation of who we are in Christ. Paul had revelation of what we can do in Christ. And what belongs to us in Christ Jesus. So evidently Paul wanted to see this so bad. That he prayed for them on a continual basis. Amen. He's praying. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of glory. May give to you the spirit of of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Evidently, the father of glory has got good gifts to people who have open hearts. Evidently, the father of glory has good gifts to those who have open ears and eyes to see. One of the greatest gifts that we can ever receive from the father of glory is this spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. 
not a knowledge that is up here, but a knowledge that is down here. The Greeks called it epinosis. It is a revealed knowledge. It is an intimate knowledge. It is the knowledge that Paul spoke of when he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Woo! Glory to God. That I may know him and the wonders of his person. Paul was overflowing. He was so full of the word and full of the Holy Spirit that out of the abundance of his heart, the mouth began to pray and begin to say and begin to petition the Father of glory, God of glory, give unto this church. God of glory, give unto us, this church, these people. What? Give unto them. The spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. The eyes of your spirit be flooded with light. For it is the entrance of his word that giveth light. How many of you have seen some things that you didn't see before you were born again? How many of you have heard some things you never heard before you were born again? He prays that the eyes of their understanding be enlightened. I love it when the lights came on for me. I loved it when I called upon the name of the Lord and received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and transferred me out of the pit of hell into the kingdom of God. It was a happy day when the lights came on. It was a happy day when my sins were rolled away. It's a happy day when the lights go on. When you know that you're not under the law. You know that you're not sin reigned, but you're grace reigned. And now you have become the very righteousness of God in him. You don't have to dwell in the past and live under guilt and condemnation any longer. It's a happy day when the lights go on and you know that you have right standing with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. If I could sing it, I'd sing it right now. Oh, happy day. Oh, it was a happy day when your sin consciousness was rolled away. And oh, wasn't it a happy day when you were bound by sickness and disease and you opened up the Bible and you read, thank God he's forgiving me of all my iniquities and he has healed me of all my diseases. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. By his stripes I am you. I'm telling you, it's a happy day when you know that he took, hallelujah, which you don't have to take anymore. Woo! Everyone shout, oh happy day. Amen. Some of you are singing that right now. Some of you are about to get that song in your feet. Oh, happy day. (laughs) And it's not just one happy day. 
but it's a happy life. I said it's a happy life. For the words that the master speaks, they are not only light, but the words that he speaks, they are life. They are life unto those that find them. And they are health and healing to all of their flesh. So let my light and let my life dwell in you richly, saith the Lord. And the Zoe kind of life will rise up on the inside of you. And it will expel sickness and disease. It will expel uh, stress and worry. Yea, saith the Lord, the life of God will rise up on the inside of you. So be ye faithful to feed your spirit. For out of your spirit flows the issues of life. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto me, may give unto Carm, may give unto you. Amen. May give unto Raul, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. And when they are enlightened, we're going to know some things. We're going to know the truth. We're going to know the truth. And I'm persuaded of this bunch in here today that not only are we going to know the truth, but we're going to stay in the truth. And the truth that made us free years ago is going to keep us free on September 3rd, 2017. Amen. Amen? That you may know. That you may know what? Well, number one, what is the hope of his calling? And number two, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? The father of glory has a glorious inheritance for his sons. The father of glory has a glorious inheritance for his daughters. See, I got a bigger amen because... I think there's more daughters here than there are sons. <laughs> but we're all sons. And we're all daughters. We're all heirs. We're all joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Oh, I like that. You know, a, a good dad leaves an inheritance for his children. And his children's children. Amen. Someone says, well, I, I don't have anything to give. You're wrong. You've got more to give than you realize. You've got love to give. You've got an example to give to your children. You've got quality time to give to your children. There are some things that you can give that money will never give your kids. Come on, somebody. I say, now, now, don't get me wrong. Money's good. But, but money's not all there is to it, right? <laughs> Setting the right example and getting your kids in church and living right before them is a glorious inheritance. There are some things that your children will see that will never be taken away from them if you'll just live right for God. So the Father of glory has got a glorious inheritance for his saints. But now notice in verse 19, everyone say, Jesus is, Jesus is the, name the name above every name. Above every name. 
So he's praying for this revelation, for this understanding, for the lights to come on. Verse 19. And I'm also praying that they would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Now, it'd be one thing for him to say the greatness of his power. But when he talks about the exceeding greatness of his power, he's talking about over and above power. Come on. The exceeding greatness of his power toward those who believe. If you will believe and if you will receive, the exceeding greatness of his power will be in manifestation in your life. Toward us who believe. And he says, this power is according to the working of his mighty power. Which he worked, glory to God, which he worked in who? Which he worked in his son, Jesus Christ. When, pastor? When he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Glory to God. This resurrection power is available to you and available to me. Just as Jesus was raised from the dead, you've been raised from spiritual death to spiritual life. Now, I want us to read this together because I want us to feed a little bit this morning for we have communion. Notice with me in verse 21 and verse 22. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting fed today. Notice Ephesians 1 verse 21 and verse 22. Notice the exceeding greatness of his power is toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked when he raised Christ from the dead. And Ephesians verse 21 says this. If you have your Bible ready, read. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion, And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Ooh, stop right there. We started out by saying Jesus is the name above every name. When he was raised from the dead, he was raised up above all principality and power and every name. Every name that you can possibly think of. Not only in this world, but in the world which is to come. But he's not done. In verse 22, if you have your Bible, read it with me. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which which is his body, the fullness of him. Say with me, Jesus is the head. head. And I'm part of the body of Christ. Christ. In the mind of God, God. when Jesus died, died, I died. died. When Jesus was raised, raised, I was raised. raised. Now let's back up to verse 22 now. Let's back up to verse 22. Let's read that together. And has put all things under his feet 
and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, verse 23, which is his body, the fullness Now listen to Moffat's translation. He says he's put everything under his feet and set him as head over everything for the church, which is his body, filled by him who fills the universe entirely. Another translation says he did this for the benefit of the church. For the benefit of the church. Now I want to quote to you Something from the book, The Wonderful Name of Jesus. How many of you have a copy of that book? The Wonderful Name of Jesus. A tremendous book. Listen to this. God has made this investment for the benefit of the church. He made this deposit on which the church has a right to draw for her every need. He has given to him the name that has within it the fullness of the Godhead the wealth of the eternities, and the love of the heart of the Father God. And this name has been given unto us. We have a right to use this name against our enemies. We have a right to use this name in our prayer. We have a right to use this name in our praise and in our worship. This name has been given unto us. It belongs to you and belongs to me. Heaven, earth, and hell recognize that what Jesus did, all that Jesus did, all the authority, all the power, all of his achievements are in his name. And the name on our lips will work the same things now as it did then. Now listen, guys, there's authority in the name of Jesus. Faith in his name will stop the devil in his tracks. Faith in his name can stop storms. Faith in his name can cause the winds of adversity to cease in our life. Faith in his name can cause doubt to run. Faith in his name can put fear on the run. And so what if the enemy walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour? Our confession is, he may not devour us. Hallelujah. Because we're going to stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We're going to stand with the whole armor of God on. And we're going to take our faith in the name of Jesus. And we're going to put him on the run every time he sticks his ugly head up. The name of Jesus will cover your grandbabies. The name of Jesus will cover your wayward son. The name of Jesus will cover your wayward daughter. The name of Jesus will work in San Quentin. The name of Jesus will work in the county jail. The name of Jesus will work wherever the name is proclaimed and where their faith is released. His name will do what it's intended to do. Amen. So So don't back down. Neither be intimidated. But rise up in faith. Sons and daughters of God. Rise up 
with the word. Rise up in the name. Rise up and declare the name above every name. And you shall not be put to shame. You shall not be put down. For I am on your side and I am for you. And I've already raised you up. So it's time now to act like it. It's time now to speak like it. It's time now to shut the door on doubt, unbelief, and all fear. And draw near to me, saith the Lord, and speak in my name and proclaim my name. And you will see things around you change. And if you do, you will never be the same. For I've given that name to you. That name belongs to you. That name is yours and that name is mine. So what do you say? We take the name of Jesus every day. We take the name of Jesus. Faith in the name will cause you to triumph. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Take the name of Jesus. And drive lack right out of door. Kick lack outdoor. Kick fear in the rear. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Don't settle for second best. For we are not second best. We are God's heritage. And we are his masterpiece. We are God's best. Hallelujah. So rise up, child of God, and enter into the rest of God, and enjoy what I provided for you. The passport to reigning in life is in the name of Jesus. For I've said in my word that those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall begin to reign in life. Say it with me. I'm reigning in the name of Jesus. I'm reigning in life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory. I'm glad I came to church today. Hallelujah. I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he rose from the dead. I'm glad he raised us up. Woo. Someone says, what are you getting so excited about? I just can't help it. It's like fire shut up in my bones. I've got a name above every name. I've got the word. Hallelujah. Amen. So we can shout in here. But you know what? This name will work on Bart. I want to read to you a prophecy now that my sermon's all messed up and I'm glad it is. Glory to God. I'm sure glad my sermon got all messed up. Thank you, Lord. We're going to have communion today. People are going to be healed by the power of God. People are going to be restored in the name of Jesus. Lives are going to be changed in his name. Amen. Plus, I've got next week. Praise God. And I'm going to, I'm going to give this to you next Sunday as a handout, because I want you to have it. This came by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This was delivered way back in 1978. Back in 1978, Dad Hagen did a series on how to be led by the Spirit. He did the name of Jesus, and he did 10 necessary steps to follow when faith seems weak and victory seems lost. 
And this was, I believe, delivered April of 1978. It's on the name. Listen and just close your eyes. But yea, come ye, says the Lord, with an open heart and a mind that is receptive to my word. And the truth of the word shall dawn upon your spirit. And you shall realize that you are thoroughly furnished with all that you need to meet the enemy in combat from day to day. And so thou shalt be victorious, not just once in a while, but every single day of thy life. For thou shalt put the enemy to flight, and thou thou shalt enjoy victory in every fight. But some would say, oh, that sounds too good to be true. I've tried before to walk in the light of what I thought was God's word, and it just won't work for me. I just don't know what's wrong. Yea, saith the Lord. Humble yourself before me in my word and acknowledge with all sincerity, Lord, thy word is truth and I will stand upon thy word and I will speak forth thy word and I will pick up that name with all of its authority and majesty, excellence and glory, even the name that is above every name, because that name is mine. And from this day forward, I will refuse to relent. I will refuse to be defeated, but I will stand my ground and enjoy the fullness of all the blessing that belongeth unto me. Yea, says the Lord, learn all that belongs unto you. Study to know, and the Spirit of the Lord will unto you show the mightiness of his glory, the greatness of his authority, the reality of his presence, and you shall stand in his name. And it shall be a strong tower unto thee for protection against all the storms of life and the onslaughts of the enemy and all that the enemy shall seek to do unto you. You need not cry out in fear and cry out in desperation, even though sometimes because of the lack of knowledge, he will hear. But in all calmness and peace and serenity of heart and mind, you can say, the truth do I find. Yes, I have found the way and the truth and the life. I have found the way of majesty, of royalty and of goodness. For Jesus has overcome. And his name, with all of its majesty and glory, today is the same. And I will exercise my right and I will walk in the light of thy holy word. Lift up your hands and say, be it unto me. Be it unto unto us. According to your word. I've been given the name. And I take the name today. And I exercise my authority. For Jesus gave me dominion to use his name. And that which I bind on earth is bound in heaven. And that which I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Therefore, in the name, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the principalities, the powers, The rulers of the darkness of this world. I bind and cast down spiritual wickedness in the name of Jesus. And I render them harmless and ineffective against me. Against my mind. Against my body. Against my finances. Against my loved ones. Against my church. And against my nation. In the name of Jesus. His power 
is to us word who believe. Lord, we believe the report of the Lord. In spite of the report of the flesh, in spite of the report of the mind, in spite even of the report of medical science, we believe the report of the Lord. And so, Lord, in believing, we receive the arm of the Lord to be revealed this morning in this place. I'm asking you, sir, to stretch forth your hand and to bring strength, to bring health, to bring clarity of mind in the name of Jesus. I come against any confusion that has come to the city of your soul in the name of Jesus. We are in faith. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. I believe I receive it, Lord. In Jesus' name. I sense, as it were, the enemy coming to some of your minds during the course of a week. And instead of resisting it, you've just kind of been silent. And the Lord's just saying to you, open your mouth. And speak to the lies that come to your mind. And say, fear, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Confusion, go in the name of Jesus. I refuse to think that way any longer. I will think the thoughts of God. Now say this with me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I apply the blood of Jesus over my spirit, my soul, my body, and all of my loved ones. I have victory because the blood has been shed and the name has been given. Jesus lifted up the cup, which represents the new covenant, the New Testament. He shed his blood for you and I. He said, take this, drink this, and when you do, remember all that I've done for you. Let's drink together. Father, I thank you for restoring, for lifting, for bringing people close to your heart. In Jesus' name. You may stand if you would, please. I'm going to ask our prayer room workers to come forward at this time. Would you all come forward, our prayer room team? Very often in a, in a setting like this, there are people that just need agreement. There are people that need prayer. And perhaps you're here today and you've not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But today is your day. Today, you want to answer the call. In a moment, we're going to dismiss. We want all of our guests, all of our visitors to know it was great to have you here today. We do have a special gift for you in the back there at the uh, guest reception area. But if you want to get back to God, you want to get right to, with God, you just need some agreement in prayer today. 
I'm going to ask you to come as we dismiss. Let me pray for you as you go. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray your best be theirs in every area of their life all week long. Lord, may they triumph and may they walk in victory and strength. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone said amen. Amen. God bless you. You all have a great day. We'll be back tonight at 630. Praise the Lord.